Hey, hey, it's PHNX Cardinals here on a Thursday. I'm Johnny Venerable. He is Bull Brock. Welcome to your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your programming. We've got mandatory on-field minicamp officially closed in the books. So my partner in crime, Mr. Bo Brock, and I are going to make a checklist, a to-do list for Monty Austin Ford and Company. Bo Brock, what does this team need to do between now and late July when, you know, SHIB really hits the fan and it's the start of training camp? <laughs> Right. I mean, as far as what they need to do is they have three positions or roster spots to fill between now and then to get to the 91, if you include Sykovitz's, uh exemption. So yeah. Monty Osford's got a couple spots open. We've already seen a couple uh, players that have been, I guess, tied to this organization from Chase Roulier, the former Washington center. And then you've got Justin Jackson, who I believe I spotted at Arizona Cardinals mandatory minicamp. Uh, almost kind of taking a visit. And then another player that's very familiar to the Arizona Cardinals organization, could we see the return of Antoine Wesley, which I would be kind of surprised by. Uh, Those are all options, plus many more. Of course, we've seen, you know, a pretty long list that, that continues as far as free agent running backs, wide receivers, defensive linemen, edge rushers. We're starting to see a couple of them scooped up, but still some pretty prominent names remain. Yeah, uh, Wesley's an interesting name. And let's start there, Bullbrock. So you had found a tweet from a fellow member of the Arizona Cardinals receiving corps, one Hollywood Brown, basically not adding Antoine Wesley, just typing out his name just with the hourglass symbol. So Wesley was on the Cardinals roster each of the last two years. I was at the Dallas game two years ago when he uh, jump manned a couple of DBs and scored two tutties in that game with Kyler Murray and looked like a, a good player. I asked Cliff Kingsbury after that game, Bo, I'm like, what, what do you make of Antoine Wesley? And he thought at the time he could become a nice complimentary role player in the Cardinals receiving core. But then what happened? He got hurt and he missed much of last year. He never, I don't even think he participated or played in a game. Um, mm-hmm. And that's unfortunate because the Cardinals had opportunities within the receiving core. Do you take this as the return of Antoine Wesley or is, is Hollywood Brown just making a shout out to his ex-team member? Well, there's a, there's an update to this. This is like the old uh, DeAndre Jordan emoji recruiting battle from the okay. NBA way back when, right? When it looked like he was going, was it to Houston? And then he ended yeah. up staying with the Clippers or going to the Mavericks. Can't remember who was involved in that. Uh, but Antoine Wesley has responded, quote tweeted Hollywood Brown with the uh, the keep quiet emoji, right? And then also he's got the uh, fingers crossed emoji right there. So oh. something is in the works for Wesley. Is it with the Arizona Cardinals? Is it is uh, I, obviously he's beloved, right? He was still on Hollywood Brown's uh, plane, PJ, to his birthday, right, to some island to celebrate his 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 twenty sixth birthday. So he's obviously you know the the players on the team still enjoy Wesley. I think he could fit a potential need as far as the wide receiving core goes and it's going it continues to go in the right direction as far as the size right the the ability to kind of diversify this receiving core that now uh when it started had a lot more under six foot uh wide receivers and now that's a little smaller group today where it's just you know hollywood brown rondell moore greg dorch and andre Pacellia who are the only guys that are under six feet where I think Antoine Wesley would meet the criteria that Monty Austin and JG want where they want bigger body wide receivers. 
Yeah. Uh, so to Dean's point in the chat, he was a Cliff guy. Antoine was a Cliff Kingsbury guy. He played at Texas Tech. It's a guy who Cliff told Steve Kime, let's take a look at, let's bring in. And he, he helped supplement that Cardinals receiving core late in the year because you remember at that point, D-Hop wasn't playing in 2021. And that's the game that inevitably locked them up a playoff spot. Antoine Wesley had two touchdowns. He's six foot four. He, he missed all of last year. I thought he was going to be able to at least sleepwalk his way to four or 500 yards last year, given the injuries to everybody else. But he himself couldn't stay healthy. And so soft tissue injuries have been a problem for him because he's lengthy and typically bigger guys have trouble staying healthy, but I, I would love to see him at least brought back for training camp. Let's see him have a cup of coffee with Kyler and the fellas in August and, and let the chips fall where they may. But I think to your point, Bo, like, I think this says more to, we had a couple releases now that I also want to touch on that you tweeted out uh, with the Cardinals receiving core mm-hmm. that Javon Wims and Auden Tate have been, have been cut by the Cardinals. And yeah. so now you look at the landscape of the receiving core and you mentioned the four that are under six foot. Do you sense a trend here? Is that number going down seemingly every month, every, you know, calendar year with this team under Drew Petsing? Cause it, it does feel like there's a propensity for this team of favoritism of sorts toward bigger wideouts, which is the stark contrast and the opposite to what Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. Well, I think it's also because Hollywood Brown is, he's going to be one of your main receivers. He's five, nine. And then you've got Rondell Moore, who's five, seven, five, eight, who's potentially your starting slot receiver. So if you're going to rely on, on those two guys who are under six feet, but they, they are, they're able to overcome, of course, them not being bigger bodied wide receivers and less physical, but more kind of they're based on their speed and athleticism that mm-hmm. you, it's tough. You've got to diversify your, your wide receiver core with some size. You've got to have some guys that can win the physical one-on-one matchups that you're not necessarily going to see with a Hollywood, with a Rondell, where they're going to be more based on separation and, and, and speed and route running. So I, I think that, you know, the old the old regime didn't care and, and it and it wasn't a good plan, right? And and like Wims and and Tate were both over six feet, but they were only hold the only like over six feet guys ah, holdovers right. yeah. from Cliff and from Kime. And it's just like it, it seems to be they're they're looking as far as the wide receiver core, they're they're either cutting bait on guys from the previous regime or they're they're looking for a certain you know set of skills and size that you can kind of tell it's very transparent what direction they're going with this, the position. Yeah, I watched. Uh, you take a look at the Jonathan Gannon mic'd up. The Cardinals did on their YouTube page. It's good stuff. Uh, yeah. It's like four minutes of Gannon throwing f bombs around, energetic. It's I mean, it's just everything you want to see from your your head coach during a little bit of spring summer ball. Yeah, it was and, like when you uh, coach Pee Wee. I think if we yeah, mic'd you up, it'd be the same thing. ripping F-bombs here at the Maricopa <laughs> uh, Flag Football League with the seven- and eight-year-olds. The parents appreciate that. Andre Pacelli was catching some some touchdowns. He had a touchdown catch from Clayton Toon. He had, a, he had a long bomb touchdown. So he's doing what he can to make the roster. I saw Rondell Moore being kind of used underneath, and you figure, of course, Greg Dorch, who they brought back. They tendered his contract. Hollywood Brown. Like It does feel like those four at least the main three guys are safe. And then they've got Zach Pascal and Michael Wilson. If I put you on the spot right now, how many receivers do you feel like they're going to keep on the, on the active roster? I would say seven at the, at the yeah. most. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that that's the sweet spot. So they have nine right now. Um, and if they were to add one, that would put them at 10. So yeah. it's kind of, it'd be interesting to see if they add one probably will. Right. And, and it, 
really feels like the signs are pointing towards Antoine Wesley. And like Wesley, like you mentioned that to end that year, who is he, what role was he playing down the stretch? He was playing the X wide receiver spot that was occupied before injury to Deandre Hopkins. Now it's a completely different offense, but you know, I think that there's familiarity. I'm sure there's guys that threw him the ball from Kyler Murray to Colt McCoy that say, Hey, yeah, we, we, we like what we've, we've seen from, from Wesley when he was healthy. I mean, it was a freak injury that happened in training camp uh, in the middle of the field. I think we even had the video of it at the time where Mm -hmm. it was Christian Matthew just kind of awkwardly got his Jersey and pulled him down. And then he had the injury that, the Arizona Cardinals thought he might be able to avoid surgery on and, and ended up not being able to do so and then came back and then re-injured himself or, or tore his quad. It was just a mess for, for Wesley, but he's still, I think those are injuries he can come back from and, and vie for a spot. I don't think if they sign him, it's an automatic, you know, he's going to make this team and, and break no. camp with this team. But I think he gives you, you know, more depth at the position. It's, it's not going to bolster by any means their wide receiver core. Yeah, and so we figure there's going to be continued movement at that group, whether they sign Antoine Wesley, maybe they look at another veteran if if he's cut at some point. So let's shift our attention to the running back group, and you kind of broke some news yesterday, Bo Brock, on the program that you thought you saw Josh Jackson, ex-Detroit Justin Lion, Jackson. Justin Jackson, ex-Detroit Lion Charger running back, uh, who I think was a late-round pick once upon a time, who's been a very competent NFL running back, has over four yards per carry, 1,200 yards in his brief career, whether it's Jackson. I mean, I'm still holding out hope along with many that it's going to be Kareem Hunt, who we've heard nothing about, which is very bizarre. I don't think they're going to play in the Dalvin Cook space at this point. Who Did you see Dalvin Cook wants at least $10 million? (laughs) Good luck with that, my man. Um, So it does feel like, I mean, would you be surprised if they opened camp and they didn't add one veteran back. Yeah, I certainly for would. sure. I mean, they they opened the regular season with five running backs last year. You usually have like six to seven in camp, yeah. and they have five right now on the roster. I think that that's there's there's no doubt no that one of these three spots is going to go to a running back. Now, is it is it going to be Justin Jackson? I mean, it certainly looked like he visited the organization. Still, that's unconfirmed. Uh, but you know, it's. He has ties to to Dave Sears, who was in Detroit, and he would be a, a good complement potentially in the run game for James Conner. I mean, and it, it meets kind of the criteria where it's like I think Kareem Hunt's going to hold out for even more money, or maybe a, a team that's going to be more uh, in position to contend or push for a playoff spot and give him a big role. Um, and, and then you, of course, have Dalvin Cook, who's available. Who I don't think the Arizona Cardinals are going to be in the business of of courting for for the split time with James Conner. So I think it just kind of, it just, just makes sense. Right. So I think Justin Jackson could potentially, I think that's a, a name to really keep an eye on uh, with, with the open spots on the Arizona Cardinals 90 man roster. If you're not familiar with Jackson, um, first of all, he signed late last year. He signed with the Detroit lions, I think in August, right around the first week of August. So he's used to this off season period, but Number one, he's, he's a tremendous um, pass protector. So he's somebody that you would feel confident uh, having back there next to Colt McCoy or Kyler Murray. Um, he also played significant downs in that, I want to call it pivotal, but the the monster win on Sunday Night Football against the um, Green Bay Packers, that the Lions upset the Packers, yeah. sent them home. Lions really should have been in the playoffs. Um, I, I love that. I thought that was fantastic. And so 
This he, is not he'd some... taken he taken snaps from DeAndre Swift late I in could, that season. I could have taken snaps from DeAndre well, Swift. Well, I mean, as, a, as an angry uh, DeAndre Swift fantasy football manager, I I, I was befuddled by it. I, it was it was frustrating. But then DeAndre you saw Swift doesn't know how to run north and south. I'm just saying. All right, thanks, producer Shane. Jerk. <laughs> yeah, very aggressive. How dare you add any logic to my frustration? I, I hate DeAndre Swift. <laughs> if you could, I tell. know you do. Um, so I and James Robinson, I think you can throw into that too, but I, I think James Robinson, just like Kareem Hunt and Dalvin Cook, are gonna it's gonna be more of a let's we'll say warmer commodity. I'm not gonna say hot I just, commodity. It just feels like I mean, I don't want to pull too much out of the Detroit Lions playbook, but it feels like the Cardinals mindset is gonna be very similar to Detroit these first two years under Dan Campbell is run the football, protect Jared Goff, protect Colt McCoy, protect Kyler Murray work off of play action. Don't put them in a position where they, they're having to throw the ball. I, I, the Lions got into some shootouts because their defense was so bad. Thank goodness the Cardinals didn't hire Aaron Glenn, their defensive coordinator. But they, the, they had Jamal Williams. They had Justin Jackson. They had DeAndre Swift. And I, I was looking at some box scores from November to Bo's point. I mean, Justin Jackson at halftime would have 10 to 12 touches more than DeAndre Swift. So this is a guy who can run in between the tackles. And, and who knows? Like, I could be sitting here like an idiot clamoring for Kareem Hunt. Like, they could be very similar, comparable players right now. Whereas Kareem Hunt's played, got a bunch of mileage under his under his belt for both Kansas City, and then of course, uh, once upon a time for uh, Cleveland last year. So, and he and he was hurt for part of that. So, Justin Jackson is is exactly the kind of caliber back that they should be adding. And then uh, who knows if Keontae Ingram surprises and forces his way on the field, hundred uh, percent, absolutely. I think I saw. Um, him make it a, like a one headed catch in, in a Cardinal video recently. I, he's he's a nice young complimentary back that I hope makes this roster because he was a draft pick for the Cardinals. I always root for that. Chase Edmonds survived multiple coaching changes en route to playing out all four years and, and make it a nice comeback. I think Chase, by the way, is still a free agent. So the running back group is an interesting one that we feel like the Cardinals are going to dabble in, but it wouldn't be the first segment of PHNX Cardinals this week if we didn't talk about Buda Baker. So I, I'll go on the record, Bo Brock. I think the biggest checklist item, because you can add backs in August, you can add a receiver. They got to get Buda Baker's contract either reworked or extended before training camp. Yeah, you can't let this go into August. So if this is the next part of the checklist as far as what Monty Osford has. To I feel do. like it's the it's the first item, but we we didn't we, we we didn't go in order. We didn't go we didn't go in alphabetical order. I'm just right. telling you right now. I feel like this has to be done before yeah. late July. Do you agree with yeah, that? It's just like what I'm going to see this weekend. My wife's going to be give me a list of stuff to do, and it's not going to be any particular order. Just get it done, Monty. Right? <laughs> it, it's Monty's honey do list between now and in training it's camp. Day. You shouldn't have to do anything this weekend. Yeah, well, I tell my, my wife, wife that it doesn't. That's right. She doesn't care. Um, it, I, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Find some sort of resolution. What's it look like? Is it a restructure? Is it guaranteeing the second year? Is it just yeah. throwing a couple extra mil this season? We'll see. I mean. Whatever it is, whatever you can do to, to make Buda Baker happy, but also keep your you know your power position and showing that you know players aren't going to force your hand into doing anything like previous regime would kind of just bend the knee to any kind of hold in or any kind of fear tactic to uh, say well, I'm not going to play unless you do A, B, or C. So I think it's important for Monty Austin for it to continue to kind of flex. And, and show how, how powerful he is as a first-year GM because he's he's already kind of 
held off a bunch of people that have been trying to take advantage of him from the jump from, you know, people, you know, giving him, you know, requesting uh, trades as far as for the third overall pick that he held out to the very bitter end and, and got, you know, very good return for that. And uh, he held out for the 30, what, fourth overall pick that, mm-hmm. that he traded down with, you know, on draft day. So he's, he, he's really solid as far as a negotiator and standing his ground and making sure he gets value for it. Even to the extent of, you know, he didn't give uh, DeAndre Hopkins the power at the end of the day. He just outright released him. You know, if they, they, they couldn't find a trade partner that would have, you know, been viewed as, you know, decent return for DeAndre Hopkins, he wasn't willing to, to kind of give in his part. Monty Austin Fort was said, well, we just can't roll your salary over beyond 2023. So here's what we're going to do. So if they can find something that, that makes both parties happy with Buda Baker, the time is between now and the regular season because I don't think anybody's going to want to have the appetite to negotiate beyond that. And I think that's why Buddha in February, that's why he started it. Just like the Kyler thing from a year ago. I mean, you got to start, uh, especially with a team that's going to be preoccupied by cleaning up the mess from the previous front office, uh, that they're going to have their priorities and, and he's got to add that to it. And I think that this is the time to figure it out if they're going to do anything. 100%. Dean, keeping me honest in the chat, uh, Chase Edmonds did sign with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, not for very much money. Uh, so anxious to see Chase on a bad team this fall. Diego Perez uh, stating this rap sheet uh, went on McAfee today and said he doesn't think the Cardinals are going to trade Buda Baker, which we all know this podcast has been telling you guys that for the last couple of months that, that there's just there's no interest in by the Cardinals, unlike Hopkins with with trading Buda Baker. And to, to kind of pivot off of Michael Evans comment here that Monty is is one tough dude we've seen Monty go through the rigors of the draft we've seen him sign you know some low-level free agents not in terms of like like people but just small contracts right what haven't we seen him do yet you know and then this isn't a knock on him we just don't know his how he's wired we haven't seen Monty Austin for give out a bunch of guaranteed money we haven't seen him do a three to five year deal 20 million dollars guaranteed and I'm not saying that's what Buda Baker is going to get but mm-hmm. I, I do think that this this Buddha extension, it will be the first internal extension of no. Yes, they they re-signed Will Hernandez and Kelvin Beach, and those guys are making no money. You could cut them tomorrow, and it it would be like a fart in the wind, with all due respect <laughs> to those guys. There's just very little money associated with all. You can't say that. Yes, I can. No, I can you say can't whatever. say it's, it's like show. a fart in the wind with all due respect. That's one yeah. of the most disrespectful things you can say. Now, uh, with all due respect to those guys, <laughs> they could be cut tomorrow. They're not going to be cut. They're going to be around, but they're they have, they're not hampering the team financially. Yeah, he has not. He hasn't picked up a fifth year option for a certain linebacker safety hybrid player. Once upon a time, this would be the first real time that we see Monty Austin Ford say, "All right, licks his pen, opens up the checkbook with Michael Bidwell and says, here here Buddha, take some guaranteed money." So until it happens, I'm really anxious to see when and how it it would all break down. But I, I'm with you. I think it's in. Like, fix this situation. You got Buda Baker walking around. Is he walking around without shoes at practice? I haven't seen him with shoes. Is he in the saying, last the Cardinal, week. I'm so grossly underpaid, I can't afford to wear shoes anymore? And the <laughs> Cardinals take <laughs> away my shoes? shoes? Joe, shoe, shoeless Buda Baker. He yeah, he's, he's. Joe, how poverty the Arizona Cardinals are by walking around shoeless at practice. How do you have your best player without yeah, a Yeah, especially shoes after the NFL uh, PA report card where they called the uh, gym floor a hazard. And he's walking, he's walking around he's there. Get a nail like he's foot. John McClain and Die Hard walking barefoot on glass. It's dangerous, Buda. 
he wants to he wants to join uh, McDonough in the lawsuit factor with walking over a a, a nail or a, a floorboard and, and sue the Cardinals for that money that he may or may not get from Monty Austin for. But what we then we see him doing yeah. like plyometrics or working out without shoes. It's just, I think it's just his thing. Yeah, his guy Justin King, who's his, his trainer over there at uh, I think it's Build Better or, or Better Built. He he had him uh, squatting without his shoes on. It was <laughs> it's absurd. Dean in the chat, Bidwell charges for shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised we hadn't thought of that. Well, I wanted to buy shoes. I didn't have my checkbook on me today. Right. And the Cardinals cost 125. So I had to go bu- I had to go bu- bum some Venmo money off of Marco Wilson. Well, all right. We we I think we're here's both your bill. Camp. Yeah. Yeah, right. It's taken out of cut Buddha. Here's your new guaranteed contract. We had to deduct it for your new shoes, though. Sorry about that. Yeah. I'm short 125. That's Frank yeah. Sanders asked with here's the charge for the shoes and the ream of paper that we had to print out onto and the ink that we used on ink. it. <laughs> that Bill Bidwell, man. He was a stickler. Uh all right. So we both think the, the Let Buddha. me ask you this though: If, if in the all, worst of all realities, in I don't believe it's going to happen. I think that they're close to some sort of resolution and reconciliation in, in getting Buddha back on the field, where he plays his he's at his best. Uh, if Buddha isn't there, I don't view Isaiah Simmons as Buddha Baker's replacement. Well, you're there every day. Yeah. Um, I would I, say I, the, the, I really the casuals. Think that, I'm a casual. The casuals yeah, out there are more than a casual. We feel like he would be the replacement because I'm going to tell you right now, we had a, we had a, and you and I talked about this off air. We had an Isaiah Simmons clip at PHNX underscore Cardinals. Go follow, by the way. We're quickly approaching 9,000 followers. Um, we had a, a video clip of Isaiah Simmons saying, I'm moving from linebacker to DBs. I'm a, I'm a defensive back now. Mm-hmm. And it had a lot of engagement. Well, the engagement, we thought, it was partially Cardinal fans, it was from Eagle fans. Because Eagle fans took that as Buda Baker is coming to Philadelphia no. and Isaiah Simmons is replacing him as his safety is air. So the casuals on Twitter believe that while Buda is away, Isaiah Simmons will play his position at safety. Is yeah, that I, I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, okay. I, I think that they've got some safeties uh, lower in the depth chart that can play the position more familiar with so what's Isaiah Simmons. The playing back. He's, he's, he's a slot corner. He's, he's a, he's a nickel. Corner. That sounds awful. Does that well, sound terrible? To you? So I, w- I was doing some research just looking at, you know, looking for some comps, like, because yeah. who, who's going to play the roles of Jonathan Gannon's 2022 Philadelphia Eagles defense. Okay. okay. And I think that just from what I've seen in practice and look, this is as, as, Jonathan Gannon called it pajama ball, right? It's just you're out there in shorts and you're not really lining up and, and hitting anybody. And it's it, it's just it's up to mandatory minicamp football. Uh, just where he's lined up, where he's practicing, where it, it, it's sim- as simple as that. It's it's the slot. It's the nickel corner position. And like th- more and more teams play in the nickel the majority of the time, like you might have your base defense, but like, I think I saw Dallas played in the nickel, at least 90% of the snaps last year. It's, it's mm. insane. Uh, and Avante Maddox is, is the comp that I found that I think that that's the role from the 2022 Eagles. That he's a household name for sure. Well, I mean, he, he played good ball. Who is it? Are you being sarcastic? I am. Yeah, I don't know who the hell no, that he is. No, he played good ball for the Eagles. Avante, Avante Maddox. Avante Maddox. You are a casual, Johnny. Avante <laughs> Maddox. I know yeah. the, the kid that went to the Raiders. They had him, right? That the Cardinals were in. Yeah, Epps. Epps was a safety. 
Epps was a safety. Of yeah. course, CJ, who trashed Jonathan Gannon on his way out after Gannon made him a ton of money. CJ Gardner. Yeah. Johnson was a safety. Safety. And Av- Avante Maddox. Oh, I think he went. Uh, he's from Detroit, I think, originally. He's undersized, though. Isn't he little? I, How big I mean, is Avante look, Most slot corners are little. I, I can't. I'll look up his profile, but I, I think Avante Max is a corner. I don't think he's a safety. No, he's a he's a nickel slot corner. But isn't but, Isaiah Simmons a safety now? Why is he? Playing? No, he said he's playing DB. He didn't straight up say I'm playing safety. Then playing with the defensive backs. Yeah, Avante Maddox is 5'9", 184. But okay, imagine so Isaiah Simmons this is, guy's six four two forty. They ran the same forty time at the combine four three nine. I would like to, to draw your attention to Isaiah Simmons playing the slot corner in the year of our football lord 2022. <laughs> and it was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. It was awful. And I, again, they are coached in, infinitely better. You talk about pajama ball. The Cardinals played pajama ball through the month of September and October last year. So I'm not putting that on Isaiah Simmons. Like I watched Isaiah Simmons in year three as an NFL player get abused at slot corner. Why would they put him back there? What, Who did what he is get the abused NFL by? Player? I don't know. NFL players? Uh, a guy who's going to have a bust in, in Canton. A guy who's going to have a gold jacket in Travis Kelsey. Say, he abuses most, most Joel, guys. I'm not hating. Joel, you want to put Isaiah yeah, Simmons? No, he's keeping his Iron Man streak up of slandering Isaiah no, Simmons. That's that, exactly what you're doing. With Isaiah. You're the Cal Ripken Jr. of slandering Isaiah Simmons every day. Thank you, Agent 47. Simmons at corner is not a good idea. I thought the plan was Cam Chancellor, Jamal Adams, Isaiah Simmons. Okay. Those are the guys he looks like that he's built like. Okay. Slot corner five nine. You're naming off practice squad level players for the Eagles. Five. <laughs> that should be Antonio Hamilton. Did you call Avante Maddox? I'm pretty, sure practice- I'm pretty sure he started in the Super Bowl. Yeah, he did. Oh, he okay. played seventy five percent of the snaps for the Eagles that that were one of the top Everybody's defenses so in the league. I'm not a hater. I'm don't not a, take I don't I'm take the position, and that's the difference. It's like what people view as as you know traditional slot corner nickel corner. Jonathan Gannon has, uh, I guess, big like a better, bigger role than most coaches have, most defensive right. play callers. Tell us about Four Peaks. I'm looking up Isaiah Simmons' slot corner grade via Pro okay. Football Focus. Why you do that? Well, I've got it up right now. You want to you want to see? You have it? a slot corner PFF. Well, I mean, as far as you? the snaps that he played in slot, uh, he played 409 okay. slot uh, snaps last season. What was his grade? Uh, his coverage grade last year was 69.9. I, but from slot corner. It, I don't think it breaks it down from the position. What am I paying for, PFF? I don't get that. Well, grade. you're not. You stole it from your ex-girlfriend. I, <laughs> she was a Just football like your junkie. Netflix account. That's right. I've had this for, I've been with my wife for 11 years. I've had this account for 12 years. That's right. I've had PFF premium grades for 12 years. All right. Tell us about Four Peaks. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Four Peaks. We love being partnered up with Four Peaks. It's the official beer sponsor of PHNX Sports, and you've got to be following along on Instagram. They're always, you know, unveiling some of their great beers that they've just brewed on location, like their Staycation IPA, which is so delicious. They've got the uh, green tea lager, which they they unleash during the spring season and into the summer. And, of course, you got the old steadies, like the kilt lifters, the flagship. You got the Wow Wheat, which hits 
a little bit differently in summer months, doesn't it? It's so refreshing. Can't go wrong with the number one wheat beer in Arizona. But you got to be following along at Four Peaks Pub, at Four Peaks Brew, because on their IG, on their social media accounts, they'll give you opportunities to win some great things. Like you can win four seats to a Diamondbacks game. They've got some great giveaways and to teachers. They've got the Four Peaks for Teachers.org. Check that out and give out give give to the teachers before the next school year. Check everything out. Make sure you're following along on social. But more importantly, go to the H Street location in Tempe. Have a great meal. That means they got the great appetizers like the chicken rolls. You got the uh, Four Peaks garlic cheese beer bread, which is delicious. You got the Italian beef beer bread for a great entree. Get it with the Four Peaks, Four Peaks style French fries, and then also get dessert and enjoy some great beer along the way. Got to be 21 years or older and drink responsibly over at Four Peaks, Johnny. Uh, you absolutely love to see it. I'm going to share my screen here in a second while we talk oh about Isaiah Simmons, PFF grades. But first, I'm going to talk to you about swinging for the fences with our friends at BetMGM, the official home of PHNX Cardinals each and every football Sunday this fall. We're going to be at the BetMGM Sportsbook on the Great Lawn at State Farm Stadium where I can yell at Isaiah Simmons from their balcony. I cannot <laughs> wait for all of you to join us. And in the meantime, get this sweet, sweet offer in three easy steps. You take your smart device, your phone, your computer, log on the BetMGM Sportsbook app, and then you play the BetMGM MLB free-to-play game from now until September 7th, 2023. Be a batter and pick an area of the strike zone and win big. Depending on the area of the strike zone, you pick double, single, triple, or home run, or the pop-out, and receive the prize associated with that type of hit and or out. You got to play once a day, and the prizing must be used on an MLB bet and it expires in 24 hours so if you win you got to use it quick and if you haven't signed up yet be quick on that too use that BetMGM sportsbook app and that bonus code phnx there's a few different offers depending on where you live but for our friends in arizona you're going to get up to a hundred dollars in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. again make sure you're using that bonus code phnx check out the show notes for full details and now listen to sweet baby shane producer today <laughs> talk about it in the disclaimer Disclaimer 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Isaiah Simmons is beloved. I'm seeing that now in the chat. <laughs> Antoine. Uh, Anton, I'm sorry. Uh, Johnny out of here hating. Can't finish a beer without sipping on it. Listen, <laughs> I, I do take a long time to finish my beer. I enjoy it. Laugh out loud. This is a grown-up conversation, sir. I Listen, Isaiah Simmons spurned this program twice. That is part of the fuel for my fire. I'm going to try to be objective here. I love this um, idea. The Johnny Hater shirt in the PHNX locker. That'll be I could totally That'll get behind the Johnny Hater arc. That's, that's, right. that's, that sounds like it would sell. All right, so here's some haterade for you. This is Isaiah Simmons' weekly grades via Pro Football Focus. This is not the end-all, be-all. And by the way, this is also coming from one Vance Joseph. So again, I've always said I, I agree with Vance that his development was skewed by the prior regime. So what are we looking at here, Bo? So we've got coverage grades on the right. So I'm going to organize it by coverage grades, right? And then I'm okay. going to go look over here. I will say that the game in which he played his most coverage snaps, albeit against shitty Tampa, 
47, mm -hmm. right, against Tom Brady. Remember that game on, what was it Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? He on had Christmas. an 88 on Christmas. He had an 88 coverage grade, 47 snaps in coverage. That's better than I thought. So I'll, I'll give you that. But looking at some of these grades down here, Atlanta and San Francisco, those are the last two games of the season. 50 snaps in coverage combined, sub 50. Not great. So I would say there's some reason where, for optimism. Where was he playing those games, Johnny? Well, I think he was playing. Was he also playing a little bit in the? I mean, if a coverage grade's a coverage grade. Didn't they have him play a little safety with Buda Baker out those games? I don't remember. Is that where he was playing? We'd have we'd have to look at the the breakdown, but I I would imagine that they probably with Buda Baker and his cracked shoulder that they had him slide into the safety spot, play some of that I mean, some of those snaps. I mean, here here was the the horror show against where's Kansas City. Here's the horror show against Kansas City. Mm -hmm. Thirty six coverage snaps, all in mostly in the slot, sub fifty. He so, is yeah. who he is when he played Travis Kelsey. So okay. when he plays Travis Kelsey, that's that's the that's Isaiah Didn't Simmons. That's the true beat. Isaiah Simmons, in your opinion. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I I you again. You'll have to convince me that it's a good idea to play. When you compare Isaiah. him. To Avante Maddox, as far as coverage snaps, they're very similar. They're very comparable. You I know mean, Avante Maddox is a friend of the program. Is he really? No, I interviewed him at the Super Bowl. You can find that on our YouTube channel. Don't tell yeah, him well, I said he was a practice squad player. I mean, he played 75% um, of the snaps for a very, very good Philadelphia Eagles defense last year. Okay. Uh, 69.1, a very nice coverage grade for Avante Maddox. When you look at Isaiah Simmons... He had a 69.9 coverage grade. Okay. Here's the difference, Avante. Avante was not taken first first round eighth. Nobody's eighth And then you look at his height. This is I think this is just unprecedented. I think we're back into why are we doing what we're doing? Don't you no, think I so? Think, I think what I think Isaiah Simmons now has a very good idea of what his role is going to be for this defense to where the previous three seasons. He had no idea on any any given down, any given situation. Here, 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 here. Look, be. slot, slot corner. Yeah. So I'll give him credit against Tampa. Fifty-five snaps in the slot, eighty-eight coverage, thirty-seven snaps in the slot against Philadelphia, seventy point four. That's against Gannon, so I'm sure he watched that. New England, seventy-eight. Okay, this is making me feel a little bit better. So the, his top, some of his top grades outside of against Kansas City. In the slot, he he had good games. So I want okay. So so Blaine in the chat saying he lost the Chargers game, right? So he's covering. He he's got to pick up the assignment to to take down Austin Eckler, and he's got a, the assignment on Gerald Everett. He's not going to be he in those good, position. Okay, I just my pushback. You're playing good players every week. Let's not. I don't want to do the thing where he lost to this player and this is a good player. Isaiah Simmons should be a good player. Isaiah Simmons should. was a top ten player. So I I don't I don't need Isaiah Simmons to dominate against like you know, backups and feel good about it. I can do that in August, put Isaiah Simmons out there for the three preseason games. He'll rack up a bunch of statistics. I, the, the point of drafting Isaiah Simmons was he's going to double, he's going to uh, take out George Kittle, right? He's going to take out these elite tight ends in the, in the division. And so until I see that he's, happen, he's been I'm very be, bad against tight ends. He has now, but again, I'll, I'll credit where credits due. This is promising 55, 37, 36, 29, those are some of his top top grades last year from the slot in coverage. So I trust John and Gannon. If I'm not going to come here and be a hypocrite. <laughs>
of XDB safety. And if they want to put him there, this is not Vance Joseph and Cliff Kingsbury. So I give them the, the immense benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Thank you. You should. And, and I think just having a, a, a really good idea of, of where you're supposed to be and, and you can, you could call it what it is. And, and it's, it's not going to be this, what Jonathan Gannon, what he wants to get from his slot corner, his nickel corner, isn't going to be the same what Vance Joseph wanted to get from his guys either. It, it's, yeah. it's different. It changes from defense to defense. And I think I, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to JG and his plan for Isaiah Simmons. Now things can change, right? I mean, if he goes out there week one and you got, uh, I don't know who, who he, you know, John Dotson or Terry McLaurin, just he has to cover, gets tough assignments like them and he gets, you know, cooked and toasted, uh, then we'll have to reevaluate. I, I'm going to tell you right now, if he plays slot corner and a little bit of safety, but he plays slot corner and he has a really nice year, do you think that helps his case to be re-signed? I, I think so. When you have Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson already making a bunch of money, and you can justify it by saying, well, Isaiah Simmons, yes, he's another DB, but he's a corner now. I, I thought it would it would hurt him just being a safety. But if he's, play, if he's playing a vital role as a slot corner in Gannon's secondary that's going to have five or six defensive backs routinely, you know, I think at the very least it helps him maybe get a franchise tag where it wouldn't have before. Yeah, and, and I see Agent Forty Seven put him as a third safety. It's it's basically like having a third safety on, and on the field. I think he'll play some third safety, right. especially look, right now. I mean, if if Jonathan Gannon and Nick Rollis can find out a way to harness the athleticism and the freakishness of Isaiah Simmons, it's just going to be good for everybody. If if they can un if they can unlock that, whether it's it's him saying I primarily play, I'm a defensive back. And I'm going to play nickel. I'm going to play where slot corner. But he's productive and he's making an impact down to down. That's yeah. all that matters. And and then it's it's up to the rest of the league. It's going to be other teams who are going to evaluate him and and try to figure out okay how do we kind of figure out and diagnose how we want to approach Isaiah Simmons. We want to play him in a similar role. How do we pay him? And that 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 all gets really complicated. But that's stuff that you figure out down the road. Right now. Isaiah Simmons knows that the most important thing for him to do is learn his position and excel at that in the 2023 season in order to get the bag in the 2024 offseason. He just he's such a specimen when you see him in person and on TV, but like physically, he just doesn't look like a, a slot corner. So and then you have nightmarish flashbacks to the game. He's struggled, albeit for Vance Joseph. It's just like, what are we doing you know, half the fan base wanted to move him to edge rusher, and rightfully so. They're like, look at him. He's 6'4". He's lean. He's He's got explosiveness. Why can't he play on the edge? I think you're right. I think that's the most – what do we need to do for Isaiah Simmons to play his best football? You, right. have to trust, you have to trust John Gannon, who's got how many years, decades worth of coaching defensive football to say, this is Isaiah Simmons' best position. Let's worry about getting paid and projections for future contracts in 2024. Let's have him play, for the first time in his NFL career, a complete season where he yeah. doesn't have Vance Joseph breathing over his neck and sitting him. I, I want to, in all seriousness, come on this show and admit that, hey, I was wrong. He's got it all figured out now. He's got a future with this team. I need to see it first. I need to see consistent. I mean, it was bench week one last year. I need to see consistent play, and I trust Jonathan Gannon to do it. Um, So that's been part of the offseason to figure out what to do with Isaiah Simmons. Well, somebody who's agreed with 
the Cardinals offseason and their progress, Bo. Uh, the 33rd team, which uh, is led by Ari, uh, I can't remember his last name, uh, on Twitter. He's a prominent NFL reporter and writer. He gave the Cardinals some serious accolades on Twitter. Now, they're not projected. This is Ari Mirov on Twitter of the mm-hmm. 33rd team. Very prominent NFL reporter. Uh, he, he's not saying the Cardinals are going to win a bunch of games this fall, Bo, but he does give them one of the five best moves of the offseason in terms of their entire approach. If you're for our audio listeners, they've got uh, the Eagles finalizing Jalen Hurts' contract early, Patriots hiring Bill O'Brien as their OC, uh, Green Bay for the return uh, and compensation for Aaron Rodgers, and then Baltimore in the handling of Lamar Jackson. But the Cardinals are on this list with four other teams that figure to be in the playoff mix for their entire offseason approach. And I got to say, I agree with it. I think it's the Cardinals should be getting more credit for what they've done this offseason. And I I don't think it was until the draft where people started to perk up. And now subsequently, since they've seen the Austin Ford draft night video, which is fantastic if you haven't seen Mm -hmm. it yet. For me, it's the Cardinals stripping it down, calculating each move, cutting DeAndre Hopkins, eating the money now, $21 million in dead cap, all the assets. Because, I mean... We get to October, and people are going to start, especially the teams that are out of it, they're going to start looking ahead to next spring and next draft season and the free agent season and the combine. The Cardinals are going to have more money and more draft capital than any team, and kudos to Ari and the 33rd team for having the foresight to point that out. Yeah, I mean, the Arizona Cardinals are your friend that's been an absolute mess. You love them to death, and you see all the potential, and they continue to make mistake after mistake, right? Spend their money in the wrong spots. They date the wrong people. They just, they have the, they're in a dead-end job, or they don't have a job. It's like they're, they've got gameful employment. They're paying yeah. their bills on time, and, and they're not going out and staying out until 3 in the morning, spending their paycheck on booze or something like that. You're like, oh, you're just doing the things that you need to do to better yourself. You're exercising. You're doing yeah. things that, are, that to, to everybody else is like, oh, that's just what you do, right? But the Arizona Cardinals are, are taking their medicine. They're eating their vegetables. They, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're saving money, and they're doing exactly what they want. There's nothing flashy about it. There's nothing sexy about it. There was a little – I mean, as far as the trades to – to accumulate some assets for next next draft, that that's pretty damn sexy. But uh, I think for them to be on this list, producer Shane, can I see it again? Where you've got three quarterback moves, basically, you've got two deals between the Hertz and Lamar Jackson, which were one of the biggest headline making moves of the offseason, and then the trade of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, to be in, to be in the same. I guess top five list is those. I think that that's impressive. That's that's a job well done by Monty Austinfort this offseason to be in the same conversation as a Jalen Hurts big time deal and Lamar Jackson big time deal and Aaron Rodgers going from Green Bay to to the Jets and what the Green Bay was able to get back in return even though everybody knew that the blinker was on as far as what direction he was going. That that's impressive, and then I don't know about Bill O'Brien. Seems like that could be a good move, but you're still that's, just, that's a layup. Yeah, you still have Mac Jones as your starting quarterback and your backup Bailey Zappi. But yeah, that I think that that's that's solid. What's up, Shane? Why are, are we you, just always taking shots at Bailey Zappi on this show? I don't know. He I mean, leads. He has the all-time <laughs> record for the most passing yards and touchdowns in a college football season. Going to be throwing to DeAndre Hopkins. It sounds like this fall too. That's right. Mm-hmm. The, so, Sounds like D-Hop to the Patriots. I saw two reports today. One, 
was that things went so well in Tennessee in Nashville that they wanted that they've offered they've made him a deal and he said what, what he should he's doing exactly what he should do is like okay cool let me let me see if I can get you know what else is out there uh, it, I want to play with Mahomes I want to play with Josh <laughs> Allen get, get me an All Pro DeAndre Hopkins just got asked to prom by his friend like hey you want to go he's like cool let me just see what else we got and, and I'll get back to you uh, and then and, and is it much is it an upgrade that he could be catching passes from. Mac Jones and the Bailey Zappi of Western Kentucky Hilltopper football greatness. DeAndre Hopkins would rather, and to each their own, would rather make 13 million bucks this year instead of five, obviously, and have about 800 yards receiving than play for a championship with Buffalo or Kansas City. That's just, just say what it is, DeAndre. The Cardinals, like I got asked this earlier today, what happens with all that money from D Hop? Like they, he was going to make 30. And then they cut him. So, like, what? No, no. The Cardinals gave him a check for $21 million. He's getting $21 million from the Arizona Cardinals. So now he's going out and trying to double down and eclipse the $30 million by adding like 10 or 15 or 20 from another team to be terrible, to be on a terrible team. The Titans are going to be awful. They're, they're a team, they're the opposite of the 33rd team's accolades for the Cardinals. Most mm-hmm. people are like, you needed to strip that down. Like you've get you like they've got security with their head coach and now their GM like tear it down take a rebuild year he's gonna go play with Will Levis who's having a hurt Will Levis is having the opposite of Michael Wilson this spring during minicamp where he just can't hit people in broad daylight with the football that's where D Hop wants to go and you got Ryan Tannehill talking about playing with him uh, you know I, I also heard about Traylon Burks our draft darling last year you know what they said about Traylon Burks what the biggest thing is he needs to work on his conditioning yikes. Yeah, so I'm sure they're going to no. write a big fat check for DeAndre Hopkins. Does he have any lacy body? Is he got no. like he looks at a snack and table? Listen, he I love a couple lbs. This podcast loved Traylon Burke. so I'm not going to say I told you so. I we wanted him here, but he was a big guy at Arkansas, so it just and Juju's already hurt for New England, so yeah, he Diop and his agents smell blood in the water here financially, but it was never about winning. Can we just can we confirm yeah. that it's never about winning? It was always about the money. He's got how much how much money do you need? Do you. You want to be a legend? You just had a ding for for PEDs. You've been hurt. Go try to win a championship in Kansas City. They need you. They want you there. Yeah. Doesn't want to do it. It's strange. It's strange. nothing like it. And let me tell you about something that there's nothing like it in the Valley. And I'm talking, of course, our friends over at Octane Raceway and Mavericks in Scottsdale. Go enjoy. Have a blast over at Octane. That's right. You're zipping around the track. Is that good, Johnny? That's right. You, You had Memorial Day. They had a great little event go down uh for memorial day they've still got great things going down over at mavericks you've got uh, so many things you can take advantage of uh this summer or soon to be summer at octane raceway in mavericks kart racing virtual reality laser tag axe throwing of course that's right our (laughs) friends over at uh phnx cardinals we have elite axe throwers uh also bowling arcade great food and drinks tons of different events throughout the summer check out octaneraceway.com and mavericks.com to learn more um so i live less than 30 seconds away from circle k you live in tucson basically no i live in maricopa (laughs) it is it is a real place um that might not always be the case. So I am just cherishing my time right now, living down the street from the place that I can get, buy one, get one free, not 16, not 24, 32 ounce 
Mother F and Polar Pops. And all you've got to do is text PHNX right now to 31310 to join their exclusive SMS subscriber club to get those Polar Pops on the house. I double dip. I'm going to go see The Flash after this show's over. You mm-hmm. know where I'm going before? I'm going to Circle K. I'm going to get my Polar Pops right. <laughs> Me and the kiddo. I'm not paying those egregious movie theater Maricopa garbage prices. I'm going to Circle right. K. I'm wearing the cargo shorts. I'm right. stacking and I'm stacking all the delicious candy, all the delicious goodies that I can get from You're my friends. You're going to teach your son K. how to smuggle in all the Circle K goods into the That's theater. Part of the, the venerable upbringing is he has been taught how to smuggle candy on his little eight-year-old self so we can enjoy <laughs> the flash together. The only thing I will pay for at a movie theater is, is, is movie theater popcorn because it is elite, just like our friends at Circle K. Again, check out circlek.com slash store dash locator to find the Circle K nearest to you. Sounds like a pretty great evening out there in the Copa. Can't beat that. <laughs> Definitely cannot beat that. Uh, but... You know, we, we've pretty much the supplemental draft. I saw this from Dane Brugler, a draft oh. expert, put this little nugget out there and it got me going because you think about ways that, you know, Monty Osfort could continue to maybe make this and churn this roster. Sounds like the NFL supplemental draft, according to Dane Brugler, is expected to return this summer. The NFL has not held the event since 2019. An interesting supplemental prospect, according to Brugler, and he's one of the most well-respected draft experts out there, is uh, Purdue wide receiver Milton Wright. Have you seen the uh, little specs on Milton Wright? 6'3 wide receiver from uh, the Boilermakers? What do we think? you think that Monty Osfort can find the, off, you know, the next Jalen Thompson in the uh, supplemental draft? I'm I'm ready to dabble because you get a four-year rookie contract and, and the Cardinals have a ton of picks in next spring. You want to double dip and, and add a, a, a rookie this year? I mean, you, you have the last pick in the most recent supplemental draft and Jalen Thompson, uh, coincidentally, Jalen Thompson, the best day three pick of Kimes era that didn't happen on day three of the draft. It happened in July. Super funny, Kime footnote here. But no, if Austin Ford wants to dabble, I tried to look up the kid from Purdue, I couldn't find a ton of information on him. He is big. He didn't play college football last year. He played in 2021, had about 700-plus yards in the Big Ten. I mean, I, this team needs to turn over every stone to add talent. Now, again, though, I'm, I'm looking ahead. Like, where does he fit in the receiving core with Michael Wilson and Marvin Harrison Jr.? That remains to be seen, potentially, with what the Cardinals already have. And do you re-sign Hollywood Brown? I, I would say maybe if it was a different position – pass rusher, offensive lineman, interior offensive lineman, but I'm not above the supplemental draft. Hell yeah. If the supplemental draft becomes a real thing, I will do. we will do a supplemental draft show on this podcast. You must believe it. Uh, but, uh, you know, I this to me, I, it's, it's part of the NFL. It was the supplemental draft in September. Mm-hmm. You give guys opportunities to come back and, and try to make a name for themselves. And uh, again, the Cardinals don't want to burn a lot of their capital from next spring, but you're, you're not going to have to spend more than a, Jalen Thompson was a fifth-round supplemental pick. It's one of their best picks, period, in the last half-decade plus. So you should ship a fifth or a sixth? Hell yeah. Yeah, there's not going to be a whole lot of teams that are aggressive in it, and and you have to be patient and play your cards right, like like Kaim did in that situation where it, it cost him a fifth-round pick. And How did he pull that off? I don't man? know. I mean, but also, like, Thompson and maybe with this, this kid out of Purdue – 
Um, we, we don't know whether or not the Arizona Cardinals would be interested in, in a 6'3", nearly 200-pound wide receiver, but it kind of fits the mold as far as who they've added this offseason so far. Um, it, it, you know, 11 picks, and if, if they hold out until the late rounds of supplemental and, and, and get a, a pick, I don't think that they would jeopardize, you know, their top six picks that they have within the first three rounds of next year. But they they, they could, you know, dabble with, be, with the fourth round and beyond. Listen, the supplemental draft, for all of its quirks, has a pretty good hit rate. It's like once every, like, couple of years, you get not only a good player, like Jalen Thompson's a good player, you get, like, pro bowlers. Josh Gordon went in 2012. Um, Ahmad Brooks in 2006, Jamal Williams was a great nose tackle for the Chargers in 1998. Rob Moore, ex-Cardinal, went to the Jets once upon a time. But those are like the Pro Bowl guys. There's been a bunch of guys. Gerard Gaither, the offensive tackle, went to the Ravens. Terrell Pryor once upon a time. Sam Beal was a corner for the Giants. Isaiah Battle was a tackle who was around a long time. I mean, typically, the guys get drafted. Yeah, they've got some off-the-field concerns, but they're good football players. It's like... You, you don't worry about their floor because if their floor was low, they're not getting drafted, period, because they've got off-the-field concerns. Where do you take chances on guys during the draft historically in late April? It's on day three. So yeah. like, I, if you want to light a fifth-round pick on fire because you think this kid can eventually be a good wide receiver, I'm okay with that. Those are the kind of chances I'm always going to be fine. You'll never – just like the stuff with Hopkins now – well, you could have got a fifth form in fe- in February. No, it was worth holding out for more. You didn't get it. This team is not going to be made or broken by not getting a fifth round pick for Diop before you cut him on June 1st, just like you're not going to be made or broken from hitting on a supplemental kid. Now, don't touch anything beyond a you know fifth round or later, but I, I think this is great. I also think the draft should be longer, by the way. I think the regular draft should go from seven rounds to like nine rounds because I think there are so many priority free agents. I think, number one, it's it's better for kids to get drafted. I think that's great. And then it's it's a longer product, and you could, ha- and you could have more opportunity to mix and match draft picks. I think we're getting to that point yeah. where they're going to extend the draft. Well, and supplementals usually for, for guys that fall out of uh, favor with their college program or something happens that, that's going to prevent them from really participating in the upcoming season, and it's post-draft. So that's the same thing that happened with Jalen Thompson. Uh, we love our figurines. We love uh, all the great things that FOCO is the leading manufacturer, and that's sports entertainment merchandise with product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. Best official license gear for all sports fandoms. So you can find some great Cardinals figurines and, and things over at FOCO. Don't miss out on it. you got baseball season going on. I'm sure they've got some great FOCO gear there, shirts. you got the straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for the game. You're going to go check one out in Chase Field. Let FOCO just take your game to the next level. You got yeah. set. We got on our sets, uh, main studio. We got some great Foco gear. Foco has donated awesome pieces to our sets. We uh, we love them. Foco always has our back for Arizona sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear by visiting Foco.com using the code PHNX. If you use PHNX, the code, you'll get some non pre sale items and use the promo code PHNX for 10% off. Um, so, Foco, uh, get a ton for your money. How about this? Go phnx.com yeah. right now just for a few more days. Uh, for all the fathers out there, we've got the buy one, get one half off Father's Day sale at the PHNX Merchandise Locker. Now, 
Probably won't get the item before Father's Day. You never know. But I'm a big fan of like taking the screen capture and just, hey, I ordered this for you because I'm always late with my gifts. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you're late for your gifts, why not be late with PHNX, PHNX Merchandise Locker, half off a hat and or shirt. You can double dip with each other. And then if you're like, well, I just would like something free for myself, you can get a free hat or shirt from the locker when you sign up to become a diehard. What does it mean to become a diehard at gophnx.com? Well, you get exclusive access to everything and anything on the website. That means all of Howard Balzer's articles, Jared Borgay and company, Jesu covers the D-backs. Everything is free. On top of that, you're part of the exclusive Cardinal member Discord. You can pop in and out of any Discord. But if you want to hang out in the Cardinals, and I would recommend that you do, the man to my right is at practice putting exclusive content video insight into the Arizona Cardinals depth chart. You can't get anywhere else. And then last but not least, you get exclusive access and discounts to all future PHNX related activities, events. You can't not miss it. Check it out. Go PHNX.com. Become a diehard. I got this shirt. One of my favorites. It's the Coyotes. I'm going to rep it as long as I can uh, until, you know, frankly, I'm going to cut the sleeves off and it becomes part of Tank Tuesday. And then Bo Brock. (laughs) The classic T, the classic PHNX T, one of the first that we launch with. But show us some support. Grab a PHNX Cardinals t-shirt from the merchandise locker. We we love breaking down some moves that the Arizona Cardinals need to make between now and training camp. We'll continue some of that conversation tomorrow. Any breaking news potentially, any roster additions could happen between now and then. And Buda Baker could, who knows, maybe they'll figure something out before they head into the weekend. We're going to send you off from the weekend tomorrow. Join us on a brand new episode of PHNX Cardinals. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at Johnny Venerable, at Bo Brock, at PHNX underscore Cardinals. We're on Instagram as well and at PHNX Sports. Have a great rest of your Thursday, Johnny and your son. Hopefully successfully smuggle that candy and food into the theater. Don't get arrested and enjoy the flash. We'll talk to you guys manana.